Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Oh. Angels. It was a huge, great big thing. Stood by the side of my bed. And I didn't want to tell you at the time because I thought you'd think I was mental. So I'm going to tell you now instead. Hello and welcome to Weird Tales and the Unexplainable. My name's Beef and with me, as always, are the wonderful... Slurping T over there. Introduce yourself. This is T Slurping Bob Shoy. And not Slurping T over there. And this is Adam Tissington. <laughs> oh, great. Oh, wow. Is this, um, is this the mood we've got you in for this afternoon? Awesome. This is our first recording since we came back from Transylvania. Yeah, a little yeah. bit. <laughs> um, yeah. So, guys, I'm coming back from um, Romania. Mm. Yeah, so having reflected on it, having been back, what what are your thoughts? What did you think of Romania, the place, and just the the legend of vampirism? I don't know if there's much more we can say after like the two and a half hour fucking. Slog I haven't, li- we I haven't listened to it yet. <laughs> Tis, have you listened to it? I haven't listened to it yet. I've listened to bits. I don't, I don't, I don't often listen to them for a while because I'm like, yeah, I was there. I yeah. know what I said, and well, then I listen back, and I'm, I'm thinking, I'm like, oh, oh, I didn't remember saying that. No, you know, it's like when I have to edit them as soon as you leave the door. I'm like, I'm going for a conversation I just had. Yeah, I, I pretty much summed up the whole journey, the whole thing. Cause my parents like a short, snappy. They're like, how was your holiday? And they want it all in a sentence. So Good. I just vampires. So I said, uh, terrible drivers, nice food. Hmm. Sums it up, right? I'd say... Bad castles. <laughs> Disappointing history. I'd say... Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what I'd say. Too much cheese, escape room fun. Pretty much, yeah, too much cheese. <laughs> that, that was awesome. That was Bulgaria, though. Too much cheese. I think me and Rachel are going to do one of the ones in Milton Keynes soon. Oh, really? There's one in Milton Keynes? There's, quite, there's like five or six in Milton Keynes. Oh, God. There's five or six room escapes in Milton Keynes? I think some of them are pretty crap. I already expect well, so. I live in Milton Keynes, I've heard of none of them. <laughs> so, I'm not being funny, but that's... Well, anyway. Alright, so do you guys want to know what we're talking about today? Nah. Angels. Is it because you've seen my... Uh... I saw your screen for Oh, second. Yeah, I kind of um, <laughs> wanted to... We haven't done a spiritual kind of one for a while, I don't exactly, think. Exactly, that's what I thought. Um, so I thought I'd bring it back to that for a bit. Um, also, I just thought it was perhaps a little bit more, you know, a little bit more uplifting than some of the stuff. Having said that, the last episode was pretty 
but it wasn't very deep, was it, in, in Transylvania? So No, it was hardly an episode, to be honest. No, it was good fun. It was good fun. But, yeah, so what we're going to do is we're going to talk about angels and angelic encounters. So this is like the flip side to your demonic possession episode. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so this is, I wanted to kind of, since I did that episode nearly a year ago, mm-hmm. I've been wanting to do this as kind of like a, a counteraction thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we've also, listeners can't see this, but we've got the return of the mystery board. From about three episodes ago. Uh, well, that was a few episodes ago, yeah. That was good fun, though. Yeah, I thought it was good it's fun. and I my idea, the patented mystery. Yeah, I like it. it. It adds, it just zhuzhes it up a bit. With the official Weird Tales sticker on. Yeah, exactly. So, what we're going to do is, is like, like we did on the Strange Disappearances episode, you guys are going to pretty much lead the episode from here on out, as you pick from the mystery board. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of them... This is this is where it gets exciting. Some of them will have some kind of weird tale or a story right. behind it, um, and some of them have videos, mm-hmm. and some of them will just be short, snappy, you know, chats and discussion and a little bit of um, biblical stuff as well. So I just wanted to let you guys know some of it might seem like it's out of because normally what I like to do when I'm doing an episode is I like to give like a background. We all do that, don't we? Yeah, we all yeah. do like a little I'll bit of a background the and then we go into like videos and then discussion or something like that and this is completely different. So, uh, yeah. Do you, for, do you... For listeners who didn't listen to Strange Disappearance, oh, yeah. Yeah, the mystery board okay. is basically a big... Uh, it's just wood. <laughs> yeah, it's like chipboard, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's like a big wooden board, say, and we put post-it it's notes. It's wood. Yeah. <laughs> what is it, Tis? It's woodish. Yeah, we put post-it notes all over it with with words on. Yeah, well, and then the other people who aren't hosting the show take it in turns to pick a post-it note that yeah. then leads the topic in that that direction. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, the bottom of our little coloured tabs underneath with bonuses. I will say mm-hmm. that behind one of these ones, it's there's chocolate. A, there's also a prop. Oh, I was going to say prize. It was like, oh, <laughs> well, the prop's quite quite interesting and. Okay. I don't know, that would be more points or something. Right. So... Can I go first? You can... Yeah, you can go first, oh, go Tiss, if you want. Yeah, um, just as long as you read out the one... Or, like, describe what it says or something. Oh, yeah, I noticed we didn't do that all the time. Yeah, let's, let's do that, because that's easier. Hmm. I'm going to go for flesh and bone. Flesh and bone. Ooh. Okay. Do you, want, do you want me to peel it off for you? Peel it. Give it a good peel. Oh, oh nothing oh, Nothing there, mate. Oh. That's yours. Um, okay, so this is one of my appearance cards. Uh, well, it's not really a card, but I was it's, say, it's a card. <laughs> <laughs> um, but these are so the appearance ones are going to be quite quick, and you I'm just going to explain. Sorry, you can have a guess. You can guess a bit. Yeah, an angel's going to walk in, and we're going to discuss or fly in and discuss what they look like. Guest appearance, in. the angel Gabriel, uh, <laughs> the Metatron. So. <laughs> Um, this is reference to Luke 24, where it says that angels are not made of flesh and bone. So they're not, they're not humans. Um, which, what are they made of? Uh, well... Ghosts. Uh, yeah, it, it, I guess um, the Bible says that they're like spirits. Right. So it's like what a demon is a spirit. Of? But they, do they take physical form? They can do, you have to wait and see. Oh. 
Weird Angels. <laughs> um, yeah, so so they're not they're not made of flesh and bone. So they they. Do you uh, have confirmation on what they are made of? Does, well, they're, they're, does they're specify sh- in the Bible. <laughs> uh, what like a, two parts flour? Is it like a periodic table? <laughs> ingredients? Yeah. Uh, no, no. Just it says that they're like, they're like spirits. Okay. Um, it doesn't really specify. Bible? It doesn't really specify. I guess if one was to walk in now. It might look like a human, or it might. We might not be able to quantify what they actually are, or what they're made of. Do they have wings? Ah, that is really. I'm really glad you brought that up because that's not on this board. Um, the Bible does talk about them having wings. Are they made of feather? I'll come back to that later as well. Oh. Uh, oh. Weird angels. <laughs> Great. I'm glad. Are we going to do that every time? <laughs> I hope not. I need to prepare for oh, it. It's a lot of editing, if so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, the, yeah, so the Bible does give reference to them having wings, but there's actually less, there's almost nothing about them having wings in, in the Bible. Hmm. Um, but Who's it does say that? There's, 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 there's different types, there's different, um, so I think it's seraphim, hmm. which have wings, and then you've got cherubim, um, and then there's a couple of others which I should so have written down. Types. There's different types of angels depending on what what they do. Ah. Um, different sizes, different shapes. Have you ever seen that film, Michael? No. Uh, Is that um, who's in it? I was oh. going to say who's in it. I can't remember who's in it. Like I wish I knew. I can't, I can't get Michael Keaton out my I head. I can't get Nicolas Cage out my head. <laughs> <laughs> I can't get Michael Caine out my head. <laughs> hey, this is Bob Shoy jumping in uh, after the event. The film Michael starred John Travolta. I can't believe I didn't remember that. <laughs> Is that about Michael Archangel? It's a guy called Michael who's an angel. I think Archangel is probably another one, which they're like the the big um, foreboding ones. Like on X-Men, Angel, yeah. and he, he becomes Archangel. Yeah, yeah, similar to that. Oh. Cool, so Bob, your turn. Um, can I have this one that looks like a cock? <laughs> 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 one of the one of the uh, post-its has a drawing on. What did you draw around? It looks like you drew around something. I didn't draw around anything. That's supposed to be like a spade. Right, it looks... Like a helmet. Yeah. <laughs> like a cock helmet. <laughs> yes, specifically. Oh, you guys spoil everything. It would do if you did that. Yeah. <laughs> but it's got like a handle at the end. Well, oh, oh. nothing. I thought that was going to be... The... Is this the prop? Uh, it's not the prop, no. Oh. No, that's that, like I say. Out. That's supposed to be a sh- supposed to be a shovel, right. uh, representing like work. Mm. Um, mm. <laughs> it's hard work being an angel. Uh, well, next oil. <laughs> next subject. <laughs> it's hard work. Next. Sorry, we're in a very silly mood. That's fine. It's it's fine. Right. Uh, so I, I thought I'd quickly talk through the kind of the kind of jobs or the kind of work that an angel would carry out. So looking at it biblically, but also when we come to looking at people's experiences and things. Does it involve digging? <laughs> no, but I, I thought it'd be quite hard. To, when I go through these words and describing what they do, it'd be quite hard to draw some of these things. Okay. So I thought I'd draw a shovel. Yeah, well, you were trying to mix it. You stole my idea with the board, but I didn't draw any pictures on mine, so you tried to... In, in I'm taking it up to the own. next level, man. Yeah, yeah, it's a good idea. Uh, so, an angel can be... Um, can guide someone so the Bible talks about guardian angels and like guiding people oh, yeah do that when you get one angel like dedicated to one person uh, well again it's not specifically mentioned <laughs> thanks Tiss <laughs> he's just um, the face made it into some like yeah 
That's horrible. Mm. Some phallic symbol. <laughs> it was already a phallic symbol. He just added the I didn't. Time. I did not think of that until you guys mentioned it. <laughs> so. the first, it was the first thing I saw when you brought the board out, and I was like, I'm not looking at any of the others. If that's what you thought it was, why wasn't it the first thing you picked up? <laughs> it would have been if I went first. <laughs> I, needed, I needed to get it out of the way because it was distracting me. All right, okay. So, uh, yeah, so it's not specifically mentioned, but there's a lot of reason to believe that there would effectively be um, a guardian angel for everyone. Who's... So how many angels are there? When you die, you that later become an well. angel. Um, I don't know, I haven't died. Because uh, I was like, the only way there'd be enough angels for every single person to have a guardian angel is yeah. that when you die, you get assigned to someone. Can you imagine you die and you get assigned to some absolute... Well, imagine this. Imagine if your guardian angel is actually you. Oh. And you meet him and it's just like, yeah, it was me all along. And it's just a loop. So you become you, looking after you, and then he becomes you, looking after himself, and then he becomes... Yeah, I'll come on to this later as well, but I I think I have had an experience with an angel. Um, that would that would mean it would be like a guardian angel. But I'll come on to that later. Another um, thing that angels are called to do is to worship. If you read Revelations, it tells it tells us about angels that just worship God, just always also, going. Um, I hope this isn't isn't taken as blasphemous. I don't know. You haven't said it yet, but well, it doesn't matter. Even if you do, <laughs> prepare yourself. <laughs> is, does God say who's an angel? Does He say you're an angel now? So He literally creates angels to worship Him. He's like your job. Made me feel good. Isn't that a bit narcissistic? Uh, yeah, I, I guess you could think of it like that. Mm. But it doesn't, again, there's not a lot of... Because obviously no one was there to write about when God created angels. Um, we can't be too sure. It's like he was divvying out jobs and he was like, you guardian, you dig in, you... Oh, there's loads of leftovers, like, just worship me. Just, yeah, just look busy. I think the... Like I think a, the... Um, a shitty job, people are just... The like, idea oh, is that... An angel would be, or any creation in God's presence would be so um, just like overcome with awe and wonder mm. and um, like recognition of some great power. Yeah, maybe maybe that would then cause an angel's worship rather mm. than it being that you've been created to worship. I don't and know. Then is he not like, hey, get on with your work? Stop yeah. <laughs> or is he like a moth to the flames? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a good that's a good point though. Um, I I, I don't know. Uh, I, maybe maybe. When like I, an angel to the god. Maybe when I maybe when I see God, I can ask him. I might uh, replace flies around know. shit with angels around God. <laughs> god. Or would they be like a pig in shit when they're around God? Moving on. Yeah, moving. Uh, on. Angels can also be messengers, so they take messages. So uh, they they appear to be from oh, dreams yeah. and and. Uh, um, I've heard of the messenger ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and another one be would like a final one would be to protect. So it's kind of like guiding, but a guiding. I suppose guiding and protecting are two separate things, aren't they? Really. Um, so that's that's the sort of. Did stuff you ever that... watch um, the TV series? It only lasted one series. Must um, have been good then. It was really good, but it was just really bad. Time, you know, and things that put in a bad time. Not Alcatraz. No, they did a TV version of Constantine, and it started a bit shaky. Really, it got pretty good. Um, by the end of the series, was it called Constantine? It was only on like last year. Um, and it was really good. The guy playing Constantine, he was like spot on Constantine from the comics. But there was a lot of angel stuff in that show, which was quite interesting. Oh, there we go. Right, cracking on. Okay. Uh, Tiff, pick another one. Please pick... Uh, what are you going to go for? Feather. Feather. Ooh, I think I know what this one's going to be about. That's the prop, mate. Oh! oh it's a feather. 
I'll get on to it. This is actually... <laughs> do you know what? This... Um, I'm sorry, Tiss. I forgot to put... You should also have... Um, oh, we also had that stuck to the bottom. Oh. Yeah, yeah, it's a story as well. That was... Uh, I must have put it too close so when I was sticking it down. But bonus. you've got a story as well, Tiss. Triple points. So you've well, got the no, prop and the story. Uh, prop and story? Huh? Prop and a story. Prop and a story. Is that two points or one? Double. Double trouble, mate. Oh. So this is actually a personal story. This is something that happened to me about ten years ago. This was the most um, ridiculously real experience I've ever... This is... You know when you had that nightmare in Transylvania, Tiss, mm. and you were like, that was so real? Yeah. When you look back on that now, does it still feel as real as you, when you first woke up? Yeah, it's horrible. Does it feel yeah. like it was a memory rather than a... Yeah, you feel like you lived it rather than... Oh, um... Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Well, this this happened to me about ten that years ago. <laughs> um, and... Uh, I, it was. I mean, I suppose you'd have to. It's about ten years ago, so. Okay. Um, like I guess you'd call it a dream, but it was so so real. Mm. Um, I remember just sitting up in my bed, um, and I was convinced I was. You know, it was actually happening to me. I was sat up in my bed. Oh, like this? It was happening. It was happening. It was actually right? happening, and I was in my bed back at home with my parents, and. Um, I kind of sat up. The thing that convinced me I was awake was because I'd woken up. So I'd woken up, sat up, mm. and looked, and there was this angel at the foot of my bed. And it was like I couldn't see my ceiling because it was it was like it was so big. Um, mm. So I couldn't see my ceiling at all, and I, I was just really blown away. And I couldn't really think. I couldn't really talk. I was really, um, I wasn't really scared. I was just a bit like um, shocked. Um, and I went to grab my water. Um, so I picked my water up and um, took a drink, put it back down. And then when I looked back, this angel was, was leaving. Um, and as it left, like a something fell fell from it. Like something came off like its shoulder as it was leaving my room. Um, I didn't really see what it was, but it fell on my floor at the foot of my bed. And then I kind of like was it? woke up again. And when I got up in the morning, I found that at the foot of my bed. Same one. That's the same... I've kept that for 10 years. Mm. Um, it's pretty underwhelming. It's just a feather. But I don't know how it would have... Like, when I got... I, like, windows were shut. It was the middle of winter, so it, was, it wasn't as if a bird could have come in and plucked a feather out and put it on the floor. Did it say anything? Didn't say anything, but it, it kind of looked at me, and I felt, um, like, really... Because I, when I woke up and first saw it, I was terrified. I was really mm. worried. And the Bible says... When angels like see people, they say, "Don't be afraid." And I was like, I remember thinking, and I kind of looked at this angel, and I was really scared, and then immediately just felt like complete peace. Um, then I went to get my water, almost like I was like clamming up a bit, and I was like, my throat was dry. And then yeah, and then I saw, and so this was this was it was on my floor where it had dropped in my dream, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. So that was my, but it felt so real, and I don't know what it would have been there for and I know I sound like a maniac for even telling the story but I don't I can't if anything you the whole episode talking about Mozambique story yeah that's true but um <laughs> it's too late for that if anything I don't know why this was in my room mm. I don't know how that would where'd you there. keep the feather now um it was just on like in no I think I was I found it in one of my in my bible today I must mm. have just put it in there and like right that's a, I was that's literally about to say to use it as a bookmark uh no I was going to turn it into like a quill mm. but anyway a quilt a quilt. More than them. Yeah. So a quilt made out of angel wings. That it's just a. Soon. You can look at it if you want. Have you, you had? Touch it, it. Have you had identified at all? Would if it burnt I, my hand now? Oh well, I don't like know. it was like. Shh. 
Dunno. You're not that much of a sinner. He- no. <laughs> yeah. Pass you pass him around, show and tell. It's definitely just like a normal Have you ever had it identified? No, I've not really thought about it. It'd be interesting it, if it was like a dove or something. Yeah. Could be too big for a dove, isn't it? Yeah, if they yeah. couldn't identify it, if I took it and they're like, if what they said it's ninety one percent similar to yeah, if they said it's ninety one percent similar to a pigeon, we won't look into it. <laughs> Could be a pigeon. <laughs> so that's, uh, that's uh, something from next week's episode. <laughs> but what what do you like? What do you guys think of um, when you must have heard stories like this before? Not just from me, but you must have yeah, heard, I heard it from Tiz as well. <laughs> yeah, but you. <laughs> Bob, have you ever have you ever had a a really real drink? Like b- you can't. It's so that in the moment you're convinced it's real life. Yeah, like that um, kind of reality. I'm gonna say no because I feel like if I had, I would instantly remember it when you said that, and I'm like racking my brain. So fair enough. Probably not. That's I'm, what... I'm a really light sleeper though. Mm. I wake up at anything, so I don't know if that makes a difference or not. No, but I just um. And I just I thought it was quite an interesting thing, and I remember at the time I remember then reading about the other times that angels have visited people in dreams in the Bible, and just reflecting on that. And mm. there's quite a lot of stuff out there. You'd be amazed at how many people have these experiences where they just wake up, or they're in a dream, or something happens in their dream where they see an angel and it tells them stuff. This one didn't say anything to me, but there are plenty of stories out there of people that say like they'll have an angel and they'll say, "Be careful," you know change your route to work tomorrow mm. and then when they change the route they, their normal route there's like a horrendous car accident or something like that stuff out there is pretty pretty crazy but. the feather is white by the way yeah well, it could have been we like never black. actually said what it it's was just like a and he's probably like what I don't know it's like six inches long or something mm. just a feather very white uh, right cool Tiss you, you're it's on tomorrow then it's sure. yeah 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 it's fine sure go sure. I'm playing for double points um, wait hang on a sec I haven't even looked at these topics yet. Uh, well, I'm drawn to a couple of them. I'm, well, there's one I'm obviously drawn to. Cumbrian yeah. Angel. All right. Is yeah. that Neil? Do you want to pick it off? That sounds like a stripper's name. Neil, if Neil it is. <laughs> the Cumbrian Angel is a story! <laughs> <laughs> thank you. There you go. Well, you no, keep, thank you. you I, got, I got a little tab. You can keep that. Uh, so there's another story. Um... Oh, not another one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this was, so that that wasn't the only time I'd experienced an angel in a dream. Uh, this was actually this involves you, Bob. Oh, I'm excited. You're not the Cumbrian angel. Oh, and when real. I mentioned this to you before, I've told you this before, oh, right. and when I I'll mentioned it to it. you, you didn't really remember it. Um, but we were at Anna's house. Do you remember when we went up for that oh, Easter? You have told me this. I have yeah. told you this, right? Uh, so the setting is is an ex girlfriend of mine, and yeah. me and Beef had visited for Easter. Yeah, we went up for like up two weeks or something. Yeah, we? um, her family were on holiday, and she was yeah. sitting, and we went up to visit and, and stayed there for the about four days, something like that. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. So we'd been out the night, the night before, and then we came back, mm-hmm. and that night I had this was the first time I'd ever had one of these dreams that was unbelievably real, and this time something much different happened. I mean, in the dream, I was walking um, through the streets, just, I couldn't really tell where I was, but I was walking along, and all of a sudden, I could see a demon. Mm. Um, but it looked just like a normal person, and then it's like whole body changed. It's like, it was almost like it deformed, its shape deformed, and it was then on all fours, and it had become like this demonic thing that ran away from me. 
Um, and then I kind of, I can't really describe it. It sounds ridiculous, but it was almost like I was whisked up and like teleported. And then I was in the bed in the room at Anna's house that mm. we were staying in. And then when I was, when I was there, this angel was there. Um, again, it was very similar to the, the, you know, the kind of angel I'd seen before. It was the same kind of size. It must've been like, I don't know, like 10 foot high. It was a huge, great big thing. Stood by the side of my bed. Um, and again, nothing happened. It didn't say anything. It just looked at me. And again, I went from having like complete, like panicking moment and getting really scared to complete peace. Um, and then it didn't just like walk through a wall or something to leave. This time it like left through the door, but mm. it made like a real point of like lowering itself and getting through the doorway and walking off. Then you woke me up. Did I? You woke me up. And you said, you said, dude, have you been walking up and down the corridor? Oh, yeah, I do remember this. And I said, and I said, no. And you went, someone's definitely, like, we can hear footsteps walking down Yeah, downstairs. I remember waking up and hearing, like, there's someone in the hallway. Yeah. And you were sleepwalking. And I didn't want to tell you at the time, because I thought you'd think I was mental. That so I'm going to tell you now instead. That's <laughs> what I remembered about, I remember something strange happening. And I remember, that's why I remember the, the footsteps. Because how many years ago is this now? Oh, so that would have been... That would have been about... Nine years about ago? About nine years ago, Ten years ago, ago yeah. maybe even? Nine, nine, nine at least. Yeah, yeah. about that. Um, but I, And I was... I remember, like, waking up and being oh, out of breath when yeah. I woke up and, like, trying to work out whether I should explain to you. But it walked off, and I remember thinking, I was like, nah, it wouldn't have been, it wouldn't have been an angel. But I just remember thinking it was weird that you'd... Mm. You were like really. You were quite concerned. I remember yeah, you being quite I like. I remember hearing um, footsteps in the hallway that night and uh, trying to check out what was going on. Yeah, I remember waking up. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Huh. That's interesting. Right? Oh, wow, I picked the one that I was involved in, and there it wasn't Neil. No, Hi, Neil, Neil. Was, <laughs> Neil was not my Cumbrian angel. Uh, Neil's my Cumbrian angel. Yeah, <laughs> he's actually from Leighton Stone. That's a good impression of Neil. What are you going for, Tess? Songs of praise. Songs of praise. Songs of praise. Video, is it? We're gonna watch Songs of Praise. No, thank thank Uh, God we're not gonna watch it. Do they have Songs of Praise in America? Do they know that is? Uh, No, so Songs of Praise is it's been running for probably like thirty or forty years now. It's been no, not that long. Feels like it's It's like a a long time, (laughs) but it's pretty much the only like Christian TV show, like regular TV show. It's the most prominent. It's the most well known. It's on BBC and it's. Yeah, I it's just, just a load of old people singing in a church. Yeah, I it's hate every it. Sunday. I hate it. Yeah, but everyone does. I don't know people, one person that likes it. No, you even might I, I'm a Christian and I hate it. No, it's just it's so dull. It's, it's nothing happens in it. But we're gonna watch no a plot. We're gonna watch a video now, uh, <laughs> which is from Songs of Praise. When I say it's just a load of old people singing in a church, that's literally what the show is. The people that who don't it. know is they just film people singing carols, not carols. That's Christmas no. hymns. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's just hymns, and yeah. it's just uh, yeah. Anyway, so I, but I took this from here. So this is a guy who's Do had like come an a, an encounter with an angel. You can if you want. It is yeah. a video, but it's you can around. just hear it. Um, I'll get it on full screen so that you. That's anti-social, isn't it? So okay, so this guy, this guy's had an experience or an encounter with an angel. One frosty evening in December 1981, Roy Godwin was driving with his wife and children. We were travelling on a main road, quite a, a wide main road, through a forest. And suddenly there were four headlights side by side, immediately in front of us. One car overtaking the other. I instinctively pulled the car 
to the left onto Grass Verge, but the car that was in front of me hit us head on. It was very serious indeed. I was quite clear that I was dying. Both the police and an ambulance came. Smoke started to come up from the front of the car and they needed to get everybody out. They couldn't get me out because I was well and truly trapped in there. Roy believes that whilst he was waiting to be freed from the damaged vehicle, something quite miraculous happened. I was alone in the car. Suddenly through the darkness came a figure and she walked very steadily and clearly straight between the trees through the forest, which was impenetrable, certainly at that time with brambles. But he walked in a straight line, straight to the side of the car. And he climbed in, the seat was covered with broken glass, but he simply sat there. He was wearing a coat with a hood up, didn't see his face. But he put his arm straight across my shoulder. It felt as though I'd been plugged into the mains. This incredible force and power was just continuously flooding through me. After a while, the ambulance men came over and said that they were taking my family off to hospital. And at that point, this person who was sitting by me climbed out of the car and said with a very strong and clear voice, stop. And he said to the ambulance man, you're to bring his wife over here to him. And they brought her over to me. And then he spoke to me. He said, man, you are to know that your wife and children and you as a family will be together again and whole. And you are to disregard anything else that anyone tells you. What was the reaction of the doctors when you got to hospital and they saw your injuries? I was wheeled straight into theatre. And... They asked me to sign a form, giving them permission to amputate my left foot and blow a leg. And I couldn't give them that permission, because all I could hear was you were to disregard anything that anyone else says. You and your family will be together and you'll be whole. And so I didn't have my foot amputated, and I have it today, and we're doing very well together. I was concerned was that because of the seriousness of my injuries, I dreamt it all as it were. But some weeks after the accident, the police turned up and announced, and they had two questions. Given the extent of the damage to the car, they wanted to know whether I had any explanation as to how it was that I was still alive. And then their second question was about the figure who was in the car with me, who had carried such authority that they had unhesitatingly obeyed it. It seems to me as though God sent an angel to help me. I knew I wasn't abandoned. I knew I wasn't on my own. I was clear that God was going to carry me through where I was. So um, I'm very aware that a lot of these stories are going to be very similar, um, but they're weird. That and was really interesting. What did you What did you think to yeah, listening? Well, um, at the first, I was like, when he started saying it, I was like, yeah, and does anyone else remember this bloke being here? And then yeah. like a minute later, he was like, yeah, then everyone, everyone else remembered it. And I was like, oh, right, okay. Mm. Sorry. Yeah, it was really interesting. It's odd, isn't it? Yeah. It's I like that story. Yeah, yeah. 
Really good. Really good. Because I can't think, as a non-Christian, I'm sitting here and I can't think of a logical explanation for his story. Mm. And if you take his story as, you know, he's telling the truth, Mm. which he seemed to be. Yeah. uh, I can't think of a reason. Mm. It's a very weird tale. It's very strange, isn't it? I like um, how he talks about the authority. And you're right. Like, when you think about it in hindsight... Why would a paramedic listen to just some bloke? Mm, mm. You know, why would they? Why would they listen to? Him? They'd have no reason. You know, in that situation, the paramedic has the final say. So, why would they listen to someone, just some random bloke coming in? It, it, to me, it would only make sense that he wasn't the only one in the car feeling this like power coming from them. Mm. Um, and what unconscious? Sorry, just thinking. What unconscious? How long have we been recording for? Thirty-seven. Okay. That's yeah, not... this is what I was like on Strangers and Experiences. You think I'm oh, gonna rattle through this, but you don't take in mind like conversations off track. You thinking of which ones okay. to reject? Um, I'm just gonna take a couple off now. Uh, I'm just gonna take back. this one off actually, right? Because um, this this refers to them being spirits, and this kind of we were talking earlier about them not being flesh and bone and being spirits. Mm-hmm. Um, but this actually refers to a verse in Hebrews in the Bible, which talks about them being ministering spirits. So people like um, spirits that would go and help people in situations, which is why I've taken it off now mm-hmm. because he's uh, he's said that like that this angel came and kind of um, helped him out. Yeah, that's the only one I'll take okay. off now. Um, I'm gonna go for this one that has. There's one post in the top corner that has numbers all over it. Okay, you want this one? Yeah. What's that one about? Okay. Uh, there's nothing behind it. No, nothing yeah, there. Mate. It's just a selection of numbers. Just a quick, just a quick one, because mm-hmm. um, we were coming. We kind of talked about this earlier, um, and I, I could have taken it off Are earlier. The really, numbers but, relevant? Or you just put them uh, No, it's just random numbers. Okay. Um, I wonder if the numbers you've chosen instinctively have any meaning. Nah, no, none of them. 764, What would you have done if it was covered with the number 23? Like you could have been Jim Carrey. Oh, yeah. And... You were, you've written the number 23 17 times on this. Like, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 20, have you written, you've written 23, 23 times on this? Have you ever seen the number 23? Yeah, it's great. <laughs> Do you like it's it? It's great. You're literally yeah, the only person I know that's ever said it's great. Oh, yeah, I, I watched it and I thought it was all right. But I could have taken this off early, really. I just wanted to kind of give a bit of information um, about how many how many angels there, there could be. Oh, yeah. Um, because we talked about that a little bit. But if they're, they're dead, they're doing different things. They wouldn't just be the amount of angels so that you'd have, like, one to each human on Earth. There'd be even more. There'd be even more. And it makes you think, would there'd have to be more than seven billion because yeah. of all the people that have died there in the eight past. eight billion. <laughs> with seven, might be, uh, might be seven seven hundred sixty-four billion. That's why I've written it on there. Um, Are these your guesses of possible numbers? Two, two there might eight, be two, <laughs> one hundred million. You've actually written hundred. One hundred million is like a lot of people. Though, yeah, that is a lot. Um, the only the only reference really that we've got is um, the Bible talks about there being great numbers, um, and also to, I, I talked about it briefly on on demonic possession when I said that a third of the angels that were created had then become demons through disobeying God. Mm-hmm. So it gives an idea that they would roughly, I don't know, roughly be a third demons and two thirds angels. Right, so there's way more angels. Yeah. It's not fair, in, fine, in theory. It? In theory. So um, but the, that's not really like, talked about if specifically. If there's ever like battleground, yeah. angels are like kick out. All over it. Yeah, yeah. but like a tramp on chips. Push, whereas demons can use electrical and lightning, yeah. Uh, lightning. Force lightning. Uh, strangle. Yoda can use force lightning though, can't he? Mm, doesn't really, does he? 
No, he chooses not to. Yoda could do so much more. When he's fighting um, Palpatine in episode three, he could do so much more than he does. But it's not giving into anger. It's all that bollocks of like being like you were talking about on that fear episode. Oh, don't give in to all this shit. I'd rather lose. All right, all right. No. I think he's invisible. Oh, you, you were just going for that. He was yeah. about to pull I was that just one off. about to peel that one off. Yeah. So he's going to skim for it. Real Nothing quick. on that, mate. Uh, sometimes angels are visible. So to that guy, that was visible. He's clearly taking yeah. on some kind of human form. Um, but some are invisible. And there are stories. There's again, there's countless stories out there where people go into like trance-like states. Um, and can they? It's almost like their their spirit rises out of their body, and they can see the angels that are around them. Um, and they can almost like, they can see everyday life going on around them, but they can see angels in amongst the people, mm. but they're obviously invisible. Um, I see angels different from land angels. Let's <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, move on. I'll go for spy. Oh, you just had a go. He's taking it off the thing. Oh, shit. Nah. Are there any angels I'll go space? for space. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can have space. I'm going to go for... Uh, <laughs> no, you can have space. I'm going for White. White. Oh, nothing there, mate. Gotcha. Uh, so this is another appearance one. Space is going to have like three underneath it. This is uh, it's another appearance one. So um, I'll come on to it later. But I've I've have had experiences where angels. It's like it's almost like I believe they would be in human form. Mm. And like for the guy in the video, human form. But there's loads and loads of stories out there where people have an experience, like almost like a dream experience, but they've had it in real life. Um, not the, you know what I mean. Um, and where angels um just like almost like you can't look at them they're so bright um it's almost like they're it's almost like their power um they people talk about them having like white robes on um trumpets trumpets yeah trumpets philadelphia Uh, i get (laughs) yeah they some of them also have um like a bow and arrow as well to like fire into love bar love ah love stricken couples yeah 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 so Cupid, isn't it? Is that one angel? Is that actually in the Bible? Is Cupid in the Bible or is it made up? I haven't found Cupid in the Bible, no. You haven't read it all, have you? I have read it all. Oh, you have now? Oh, come on. I'm going to go from that one down the bottom. P. Plain? Yeah. Story, mate. Oh, You've got like three now, haven't you? Down for all them points, mate. You've got the story, yeah? Yeah, I've got two stories and a prop. So so we've just talked about the form of angels and some of them are spirits, some of them are invisible, but but I I believe they would be able to take on any form they want. So if they could be in human form, they, you know... So you can get a dog angel? A dog angel. Hmm. Or an angel that appears to be a dog. Uh, Well, let me... Let me correct myself. The Bible talks about them taking the form of humans um, or just being like a spirit. Um, so there's no reference to them taking on like a, oh, a whale or a... whale? But if they did, they'd just get hunted down. So that's why they say humans, because they're just like... Because then they look like yeah. you were right. So you've come across another story one. Uh, this, yeah. I'm pretty Wild. sure... Pretty sure I've told you guys this as well. Is it Mozambique stories? Uh, no, I left it out of the Mozambique story. Oh, is it from Mozambique, though? It was on my way back from oh. Mozambique. You know what? We specifically had an email or a message this week or something where someone said they particularly like it when Beef tells his Mozambique stories. Oh, really? So this is for you. Well, if you're you listening, you've got another the, Mozambique story. It was on the story. survey. It was what someone put on oh, the survey. Oh, cool. So. Well, hopefully you're listening and you're enjoying this right now. So uh, this was on my way back from Mozambique. Oh, way back? On the way back. Oh, forget yeah. it. <laughs> So I was in Johannesburg. Um, 
on my connecting flight back to London. It's not the man from Torrid, is it the man from Maputo? <laughs> no. <laughs> the Maputo man. Did yeah. I talk about him? Yeah, we talked about him on number one. Episode one. The episode one is literally called The Man from Maputo. Who is it? <laughs> is this a story about You have to tell it again. I don't know. Is it the one I'm thinking of? Well, what is it? The guardian angel who gave you your money. For yeah, let's not talk about yeah, that. Oh, if you want to hear that story, go and listen to episode one. The man really from Maputo. Yeah. <laughs> it's because I've taken it off my... Uh, whole story. Yeah. I've deleted anything up to episode 20 I've got rid of. Because I needed space on my phone. <laughs> I've deleted every episode. I've never had it. And I knew that. <laughs> and I didn't even tell it. You're terrible. Mate. All right. Sorry. We'll, we'll cut that. Hey, if we'll you, cut if that. you've never listened to episode one, go back and listen to how it all began. And Beef will tell you about the man he met in Johannesburg. But anyway. Does that not count? Does Tiss not get that little tag now? No, I'll give you the tag. Oh, yeah, fucking hell. Go on. Right. Um, let's have space. Do you want to figure out? Oh, I did. Oh, I'm you got a video? Yeah. So, do you guys want to come around? To be honest, you can probably stay there and listen yeah. if you want. If it's audio, yeah, then that's fine. It's, yeah, it's audio, yeah. yeah. The next one... It's not like one of the other ones. caught on videotape on YouTube, is it? <laughs> what, like gardening? Or yeah. Like Mothman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mothman for life, really. Um, apologies, Tiss. I completely forgot I told that story. In 1985, six crew members on board a Soviet space station were doing their daily task when all of a sudden a cloud of very strange orange gas started to fill the station. Now, over the past couple of days, the space station was plagued by a series of system failures. So the crew thought that there might be a fire on board. So the crew started to search like crazy in hopes that they could find and put this fire out. Then the space station lit up with a brilliant, blinding light. This light was so bright that the cosmonauts had to cover their eyes. Now, once this light died down, the cosmonauts saw seven beings outside the space station. And they were just staring in disbelief. And they noticed that these beings had a very pleasant and divine-like smile on their face. And the cosmonauts just felt very calm and very safe. Now these beings looked very similar to humans, but they were enormous. They had huge wings, and it looked like they had halos floating on top of their heads. Some of the crew members were convinced that these beings were angels. The cosmonauts decided to report this back to their superiors. And the Russian government was convinced that they must be experiencing some very strong delusions. Now, not too long after the sighting, more cosmonauts arrived on the Russian space station, and 11 days after their arrival, they too came face to face with these beings. Now, when the cosmonauts returned back to Earth, they had to undergo a lot of psychological and medical tests, and they all checked out. There was nothing wrong with them. Now, the Russian government made this sighting classified, and they told the cosmonauts never to speak of this, but it leaked, and it made international news making this one of the most amazing alien encounters or angel encounters that I have ever heard of. Now, not that long ago, a Hubble project engineer came forward and said that the Hubble telescope has been taking pictures of these huge flying beings for a very long time. John stated that whatever these beings are, are at least 20 meters tall, and when they spread their wings, it could be compared to a modern-day jetliner. John says that when these beings are captured by the Hubble telescope, they are classified by NASA right away. And just like the Hubble, the SOHO Observatory has caught many angel-like objects while observing the sun. And these photos are extremely interesting. But of course, there are tons of theories as to what they are. We'll put the video on the blog because there are pictures. I don't know what I think of them to be honest. Now, it is believed that the United States astronauts do come face-to-face with these beings quite often. But as of yet, none have officially come forward. 
Well, at least in regards to seeing these angel-type of entities, because I know there are some astronauts that have come forward about UFOs and such. But on July 29, 2008, a retired spacecraft operator told the world what he witnessed on his 27-inch monitor at the Kennedy Space Station. Clark observed an alien being standing upright in the space shuttle payload bay, and this alien being was having a discussion with two tethered astronauts. Now, Clark observed this encounter in total disbelief for about one minute, giving him plenty of time to make out what he was seeing. And of course, Clark was not the only one who witnessed this, but he waited until retirement to come forward. Now, I'm not sure if this is the same alien being or angel-like being that the Russian cosmonauts came face-to-face with, but this is an amazing story that comes from a highly credible person that worked for NASA for 34 years, making us believe that NASA knows about these entities, and for whatever reason... They want to keep us in the dark. Okay, we'll stop that there. I'm putting this in because I know that next week we're going to be chatting with Laura, aren't we? Yeah. Um, and I thought this was uh, just an interesting take because everything that we've talked about so far has been on Earth. Well, aliens, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it could be. And um, they said they see these all the time and they like erase them from their records. Mm. That's what Laura... Might be, say, be talking. might be talking about next week about that guy who saw them. But I thought it's interesting because they describe them. They describe them when they went back. The Russians described them as angel-like beings. Mm. Maybe um, there are a big aliens, right? That have like a glowing thing at the top of their head that looks like a halo. And all what we've ever seen of like people's depictions of angels has actually been people who have seen these aliens from like hundreds of years ago. Yeah. Yeah. I'm starting to think that angels are actually aliens, and like yeah. they told people, they were like, "Oh, where? Where are you from?" And it's just like they just pointed up the yeah. thing, and they were like, "Oh, heaven!" It's like they don't have time to explain. Because Laura might be saying next week about how aliens are really like watching over us. A lot of people think, mm. and yeah. making sure we go do the right thing, go the right way, yeah, pushing us in the right direction. Mm. God, it's too much to think about. Can I make another point about that video? Yeah. That guy's voice. Yeah. <laughs> it sounded I like it was a South Park video. <laughs> <laughs> I should have put a disclaimer. It's like William Shatner was the was doing the narration for it. <laughs> it was all the inflection was wrong. Yeah, I should have put a disclaimer at the it front. It sounded like a TV show they're watching. The thing is, though, Park. if I'd have told you about it before the video, you wouldn't have concentrated on the video. Yeah, I find it hard to concentrate anyway. Yeah, true. But I interesting. I love the sentiment that it's like, oh, this qu- happens quite often, but no one talks about it. It's yeah. like, well, how the fuck do you know? I saw your face when he said that. <laughs> it's just like, oh, God. I'm not saying it's wrong, it's just you hear it so much. It's like, yeah, for everything. For sake. Yeah. <laughs> like, people should change tack. <laughs> right. Just stop talking. Go on then, mystery board it up. Uh, drowning. You picking it off? <laughs> Another didn't you story. get all of them last time as well? Yeah, yeah. You got all the stories, didn't you? No, uh, no. I've what did you, you had? Video, audio. I've got a video and a story. I've got a prop and three stories and a video. Man, yeah. you guys, you yeah, you're trouncing it. Uh, so this is my last story um, out of my three stories because there's not right. four because the other one I've told before. Yeah. Um, Fucking waste, man. On episode one. Yeah, on the very first episode and the episode was titled <laughs> that story <laughs> that story yeah alright <laughs> <laughs> we all make mistakes guys oh. uh, that's not me being I like mean, this week's episode numbers stations <laughs> next week I'm going to come in like 
Right, psychedelics. They're really interesting. <laughs> DMT, you heard of it? Yeah, mind you, one list, one listener wanted to basically do that episode again, didn't he? What Talk about that? psychedelics because we did such a bad job on it. Oh god, fucking hell! We've had like two pieces of critical message. Right, last story. Go on then. Last story. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure I told you guys this before, but not on a show. On episode one. Um, <laughs> No, I, I I was thinking about if I'd have told you this before and I I don't I can't think of a moment where I would have mentioned it. Um but this was actually when I was travelling with Ben and John. Oh right. Uh and we went like uh rafting, like white water rafting in New oh, Zealand. Yeah, I think you might have told this story as well. Really? When would I have really? said when would I have mentioned this? Near death experiences. Oh god I have an idea. Oh you are terrible beef. <laughs> Pick another one. So if you want to hear a story about beef while we're rafting, listen to episode 13. Just cut experience. it. Just cut that. This no, is a companion episode to no, episode one and episode 13. <laughs> and whatever the fucking demonic possession one was. Nine. Sweet. Okay, I'm going to go for turmoil. There isn't one for turmoil. This one. Tornado. Tornado. Oh, hello. Another video, mate. Okay, no. Hey, wait, it's my turn. Oh, yeah, but I missed that one. No, I chose Tornado video. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually going to choose Tornado next anyway. Can you tell that I planned this when I was really tired? I didn't even choose Tornado. I chose Turmoil. <laughs> I want a Turmoil story. Yeah, you might have already told it, though. <laughs> yeah. Episode 13, Turmoil. <laughs> you told it last week in Transylvania. <laughs> and the discussion episode of Turmoil. All right, another video. Right. You can stay there Do if you want to. we have to see to. this one? Have I seen this video before? Nah. No, really. okay. stay there and listen to it. Start looking up a video I've already watched. On Weird News. Oh, man. <laughs> Tom DeLong. It's not the woman who set her on fire. <laughs> That's horrible. You brought it. I didn't buy it. What did I buy? You brought that video with the woman setting her on fire. Yeah, why do you have to bring it up again, mate? Because <laughs> another one you're reminiscing. This is like episode 50, isn't yeah. it? Oh. <laughs> <That's> spoilers. <laughs> oh, God, so you're going to cut that, but you're not going to cut the other stuff or I've repeat myself? Oh, no, definitely not. I want people to see how inept you are. <laughs> Listen to this thing. We all are. <laughs> it's so deflated. Let's just get this episode done. You hear people say it's like a train. Sound like a train. It sounded like 40 trains. It was the largest tornado outbreak in U.S. history. Over a four-day period, the National Weather Service confirmed 358 twisters in 21 states, from New York to Texas. On April 27, 2011, delivery man Jimmy Jones found himself right in the middle of the chaos. It was F4. It's over 180-mile-an-hour wind, I was told. But uh, it, it got wider after it had just touched down. Uh, probably a half a mile from from where I was at. It looked like it was 250, 300 yards from me when, when I first saw it. Jimmy was driving his delivery truck down the interstate. He thought he only had one option, to make it to an underpass. They say get in a ditch, but one of that magnitude, I wouldn't have never survived that. It was sucking things up out of the ground. But I felt led to go to that bridge, and I knew I had to get there. They tell you don't get under a bridge. That's the worst thing you can do, but when that's all you got, once Jimmy made it to the underpass, the tornado was already on him. Jimmy remembers in the midst of the storm, he called out to God. I was praying that the Lord save me. 
I'd get out of the truck, jump over the guardrail, and start up that hill. And that hill is about as steep as these walls in this home. And me trying to run, and the wind's already hit me in the face and throwing things. I mean, there's debris coming at me. And, uh, I mean, I'm digging, trying to get up that hill. And uh, I didn't think I was going to make it. When he made it to the top of the underpass, someone was already there. When I got up under there, I see this fella sitting on this blanket. I was scared out of my mind. And I run up and got right in his face. I said, sir, we got to take cover this tornado. And he looked at me and he stood up. And it was like everything slowed down at that point. He said, uh, is that right? And that's all he said. And he said, it, no concern. It was just like, what are you worried about? Deep within a crevice under the bridge, Jimmy grabbed a piece of metal pipe attached to the concrete. It felt like a piece of metal up in there, a metal rod. It was further back up in there, and I just grabbed it. Debris pelted Jimmy's back. It felt like somebody stabbing you in the back with an ice pick. And then it tried, it had some draw to it. It tried to pull you out. But I was far enough back up in there, and I remember I was pulling hard into that thing, and it, they were tied up against my shoulder. After what felt like an eternity, the wind finally ended. The man was still nearby. When it was all over with, and I come out from that little cubbyhole that I was in, I remember looking and seeing him stand back up over there. I didn't see him get up under anything. I didn't see him crawl out from under thing. It's just when I, I got out and looked over there, I seen him stand back up. Soon after the twister left, emergency personnel arrived on the scene. I saw my truck tore up. There were people screaming. Paramedics and, and, and police were there on the scene right already. There was a lot of cars flipped upside down, tore up in the road and stuff. The paramedics were looking in the vehicles, and they were asking where I was. And I, I, I heard them, and I, I said, here I am. And I, I run down the embankment and stepped over. I said, I was, I'm up here with this fellow. And I turned around and pointed, and there wasn't nobody up there. There wasn't no blanket up there. There wasn't no man up there. And the only way he could have come down was with me or beside me. He'd had to come down the same way I did because there was so much destruction on both sides of the embankment of that uh, overpass. And I asked people there, did y'all see another fellow? No, no, we didn't see him. Well, well, he may have got, he may have got sucked up in the and I said, no, he was there. I saw him. I know what I saw. He believes God sent him an angel to help him face the incredible force of that F4 tornado. All right, we'll leave that there. Why are you turning that one off? Oh, we've talked about that already. Oh, that was going to be I'll my next the last one. Wait, 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 wait. I want to talk about Tornado Man first. Let's talk about Tornado Man and then we'll come to the final the final what, thing. What do you think about Tornado Man, Tiss? That's really good. That's really cool. Yeah. Uh, I was thinking... Um, <laughs> I love that it was like going under underpass is the worst thing you could possibly do. Then it's just like, but if you've got nothing else, it's like, what well, if it's the worst thing you can yeah, do? Stay in the open. <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> yeah, I guess, I guess it would be like staying out in the open, and then if you can find an underpass, that's probably better than being. I don't know. He didn't um, say that. There but. was something in it that distracted me, and I might be wrong, but I picked out near the end that little piano piece. Dun, dun, mm, dun, yeah. Dun, dun. That's like the savor of music from Resident Evil, I'm pretty sure. Really? <laughs> <Is that? laughs> I'm pretty sure. When you go in a save room, you get the piano, it's like, oh, it's like the only safe place in Resident Evil games. And you're like, it's relaxing, like piano music. And it sounded just like that. Huh. Mm. I was trying to put myself in his in his shoes, though, and try and think about like just how terrifying, even if you live there all the time, and live there all the time, even if you live there and you're used to tornadoes, even when you saw something that big, you'd be pretty scared, wouldn't you? And to try and... Can't even imagine a tornado. 
You'd be acting on pure adrenaline. It's not anything yeah. that happens in this country, ever. There's a bit of a had a tornado in England. Yeah. I've never been knocked over by a breeze. It was like one a couple years ago. It was one in like Birmingham or something. <laughs> what? Never been knocked over by a breeze. Just knocked over by a breeze. Just the word sounds light. Anyway. <laughs> um, I was going to choose human. Were you? Yeah. Uh, yeah. We that was just talking about the appearance again. We've talked about that before. About okay. sometimes they appear to be human. <laughs> Repeating but... himself again. I go for science. Yeah, right. it's my. Oh no, it isn't. It's no one's go. It's the last one, isn't it? It's the last one. That's no, my go. No, because you went first. No. You did this exact same thing on Strange Disappearance. Yeah, you did. Yeah, it's Bob's yeah. turn. You've already won. No one's, Bob's turn. Already won. No one's got it. It's no one. Hey, it's oh. one. It's a video. We just had a video. Alright. <laughs> don't know what relevance that has. Oh, the word is sightings. Let's end on a sightings video and you guys might might wanna come around because there's is some of it. Not for not for the whole video, is but it a blurry YouTube video, real life angel quantane. It's not for no. the hearted. Is it a jump scare video? <laughs> no. Is that what we're watching? Yeah, yeah. This is a um top five list of angels stories um and sightings that they've played us. We didn't say the name of the video before we started playing, so I thought I'd just jump in now. There are many stories about angel encounters. Angels are believed to be from God, and are sent by him to help those who need it. Repeat myself again. five stories where angels have been witnessed. Five. One of the most famous angels in England is that of the River Thames. This particular angel has been sighted on numerous occasions, usually in the past at times of great distress. It has been spotted as far back as the Great Fire of London in 1666, and more recently in World War I and World War II. Since then, the angel has been captured numerous times on photographs, CCTV, and seen by the naked eye. In recent times, the sightings have not been associated with disaster. Most of those who see this angel claim she radiates calmness. Another sighting was reported by a student in 2006. She was walking to meet a friend when she saw a winged apparition hovering over the Thames. Once she recovered from the initial shock, she took out her phone and took a photo. The photo turned out blurry, and by the time her friend arrived, the angel had disappeared. She stated, I felt a sense of calm spreading over me. It was comforting and familiar. A kind of peace that lasted for a while after. 4. Bruce Natter was underneath a truck's engine when the jack gave way. 10,000 pounds crushed his body to within an inch of the cement floor. In his near-fatal experience, he watched two angels tend his body as he miraculously came back from the edge of death. When the truck came down, Bruce cried out twice. The force on his stomach caused blood to shoot out from his mouth. Bruce passed out and believed he died at that moment or had a near-death experience. He stated he died because when the medical people got there, he had no pulse. Then something very strange happened. His spirit left his body and went up to the roof of the garage. He says he was up there looking down at perfect peace. Looking down from above, Bruce witnessed something even more startling. There was a huge angel on either side of his body. He estimates that angels were about 8 feet tall, very muscular, and dressed in white robes. They were identical in appearance, like matching bookends. Their hair flowed to the middle of their backs. Even though Bruce was dead or unconscious, he later identified 10 people who arrived at the hospital. Something he could not have known unless his spirit observed from above. Bruce is now in good health and stands by what happened, stating both God and angels are real. 3. A 58-year-old grandmother had a horrific car accident when she swerved in an effort to miss hitting a stray dog. 
She had hit some railings and states she couldn't remember much after that. After seeing the images of her car, it's surprising to know that she walked away without a scratch. She believes that the angel in the photographs is what saved her life. The pictures were taken by a photographer of a local fire department. The victim of the accident claims it's a miracle that she's alive and believes that angels helped her to live. 2. A 14-year-old girl with a history of serious health issues lays dying in a hospital room, but as her mother waited for the girl to take her last breath, an image of a bright light appeared on a security monitor. Within an hour, the dying girl began a recovery that doctors are at a loss to explain. The girl's mother has an explanation. She states this was an image of an angel and has credited the apparition with saving the life of her daughter. Doctors told the family there was no hope for their daughter and that they were instructed to switch off the life support and allow nature to take its course. Shortly after, the apparition was seen. Could this angel possibly have saved this girl's life? 1. It's a parent's worst nightmare to get a call that you need to go to the emergency room immediately. A mother recently received a call concerning her daughter who had been in a car accident. When she got to the small three-bed emergency room, she saw two young men on the first two beds and an elderly lady on the third, who was not related to the accident. At this point, she could only think of the worst for her daughter. Then someone put their hands on her shoulder and led her to the front of the emergency room. Her daughter walked in looking very shaken, with only one shoe, her handbag, and something black on her arm, which appeared to be some sort of medical brace. The ambulance driver made a comment to the mother, stating it was a miracle that her daughter was alive. The car was a convertible, and all three passengers were ejected as it went airborne, and then rolled three or four times before landing on its top upon a large tree. She had refused medical treatment at the scene, so that she could ride in the ambulance with the other two passengers. When the mother took her daughter into the restroom, she asked her what was on her arm, and then realised it was her CD holder that clips onto her sun visor. Of all the things in the girl's car, the mother wondered how on earth it ended up on her arm. The daughter says she remembered an elderly grey-haired lady coming up to her at the scene, and handing it to her, and telling her that everything would be okay. The daughter said she then stepped into the ambulance, and when she turned around, the elderly lady was gone. As the daughter recalled this, she turned over the CD holder, and there on the back was a guardian angel pin the mother had put in her car when she first got it. To the family, this is a clear sign how she survived the accident. The family believes the CD holder never hit the ground, as those were the only CDs in her car with no scratches on them. The family states it still brings tears to their eyes, and they truly believe an angel was looking over their daughter on that day. There's a recurring theme through most of these stories, isn't there? I was going to say... Um, a lot of these things, like the pictures and mm-hmm. things, um, stories, it's like ghosts, right? But the mm. difference seems to be that these are helping. Yeah. Helpful spirits. Yeah. Yeah, so they're, they're protecting or they're being like a guardian over these people. Mm. Like guardian um, angels. Mm. Tis. Yeah. 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 Just, yeah. Um, Another thing I noticed, sorry, is um, a lot of, mm. but on your story when you said it was like really big on the bed... Hmm. Um, the the space story. One of the stories in that they said it was like eight feet tall. Yeah, and yeah. there was another story earlier when they said how big they were. Yeah. So that's an interesting like recurring thing. Yeah. Like the size, but then sometimes they just look like a normal man, like mm. when that boat got in the car earlier. Yeah. So yeah. But I thought it's interesting how most of these stories are. It's a car crash, some kind of car accident or mm. something. But like that that dude who talks about um the lorry dropping on him. 
Like yeah. the Jack giving yeah, away yeah, yeah, ten thousand yeah. pounds. I mean, that's, that's pretty terrifying. Pretty crazy. Mm. And it, I think the recurring theme is that all of these things. Um, it's almost like like a car crash is out of your control. You can't really, you know, you can't. I suppose you can't really control that. Mm. Um, and like a Jack giving way, a Jack that's designed to carry all that weight, yeah. giving way, or you know, stuff like that happening. I thought that was the another recurring thing is that they they tend to show up at times where someone might not have control over what's what's going on do you think you have to have a belief for them to step in and help in the first place uh not necessarily um there was one i don't i, did, I don't know why i didn't really I, did, I don't know why i didn't put this in you, but you I was, cut it out to make room for the stories you'd already told <laughs> i already told yeah <laughs> now we're gonna cut that out um there was one no because there's one one story this dude experienced on on 9-11 he was just getting ready to leave his apartment he was just going for the usual stuff got his bag or his coat like just going through all the usual stuff he was just leaving his house his, his apartment opened the door there's a there's a guy stood there um and he just said you need to stay and then walked off and the guy said he barely had a chance to like he sort of thought it was a bit weird went to follow the guy he was halfway down the stairs and he said what what do you mean and he said the same thing like there's this this guy on songs of praise said it was like an authority just said mm. just stay so he Kind of, as you would, he was like a bit perplexed. We're like, why? What's going on? Went to look again. The guy wasn't there. So he he said it must have been like ten minutes before he decided. And this was at like I don't know, like twenty to nine or something, um, or whenever it was. Like it was early in the morning, wasn't it? For the for the Americans when they hit the towers. Mm. And he said that those ten minutes was enough for him to then, just as he was then deciding to go anyway for the first plane to hit the towers, which was. You know, that's where he was off to. So it made me think, I wonder how many, I don't know, I wonder if there are any other stories like that of people mm. having someone turn up at their house and say, don't, don't go, or I don't know. But I thought it was interesting as well. Mm. So. And you that, got through, you got through all the posters. Got through them all. I had to tear some of them down, but that's mm. kind of because we spoke about them. Yeah. But. <laughs> it's time. Yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> never gonna let him forget it. Leave it alone. Oh, it's funny though. Yeah, I might make it a staple <laughs> thing. Every time I pull up the mystery board, I might put on one post it of a story we've already told. Side <laughs> the, the movie price. <laughs> There's a picture of a shovel underneath it. <laughs> this drawing pretty much just sums up the whole episode, doesn't it? No, I've really, really enjoyed this episode. Yeah, it's great. It's been really good. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I tried to make it. There's quite a lot of stories there, really. Mm. So, what? Like, any th- final thoughts before we conclude? No. The funny. I sort of just said my final thoughts. The funniest thing on that last video was uh, when they took a picture. It was like a picture taken by a junior firefighter, and it was like a picture with like a frosted bit edited into it. <laughs> it like All right, so yeah, to give you an idea of what it looked like. Yeah, yeah. 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 So shit. Um, <laughs> There's one thing I didn't really address, um, which is loads of photos of like orbs. I think we've talked about them a little bit. Like Nikki yeah. mentioned photos and you like people orbs, and she says yeah. they're like auras or something. We've never actually got around to talking about orbs properly. No. It's something that will come up sometime. Yeah, I didn't really want to go into it. No. Um, but I thought there was some interesting stuff in there. So, yeah, over to you. Do you want to conclude? Do the. Uh... Um, well, what have we got next week? Next week, we've got a really interesting episode that's not led by any of us no we have a guest host we've got a guest host and laura um who you guys would have heard a um, couple of times before yeah, like yeah, twice she's before been on twice before i think um she's gonna lead the episode for us yeah. and talk to us about 
alien disclosure. Yeah, we were going to do an alien disclosure episode. Um, and then we just thought, you know, let Laura do it because I, I'd repeat myself. Yeah, and uh, she already knows it, so we'd have to do any research. Yeah, so that's going to be really cool. Um, we've got some really cool episodes coming yeah. up. We've got a, what we've planned it for because we just had Transylvania. We had a bit of a holiday, and now we got August. It's like a big summer month, so we're trying to have a really strong lineup for August. So I like five to think of episodes. it. I like to think of it as like when the summer blockbusters come yeah, out. Yeah, this, this is our month for blockbusters because <laughs> you've got five episodes um, in August because of the way the months laid out. So. Yeah, you. We've got five episodes, and none of them are shitty weird news. No, they're five full-on barnstorming episodes. <laughs> Barnstormers. Yeah, we've got one of us to do. We're doing do one each, and we've got two led by guest hosts. Yeah, so this is exciting month. One's very, yeah, it's very exciting. Yeah, and so, that all leads up to episode fifty. Yeah, which will be at the very end. It'll be the start of next month. Can't believe we're nearly at episode fifty. Yeah. It's been a long ride. So, any of the videos that we've watched today um, and links and relevant things are going to be on the blog. That's weirdtalesandtheunexplainable.blogspot.com. Uh, you can find us on Facebook and uh, get updates and comment and message us on there and stuff. That's facebook.com slash weirdtalesandtheunexplainable. We're on iTunes. Go and rate us on there. Leave a little review. That's really helpful. Uh, we're on Acast, Stitcher. Surprising amount of people listen on Stitcher is what I've discovered. I've done overlooking really? our stats. Yeah, surpri- I thought like no one. It's like 30% of our listeners are on Stitcher. Anyway, that's everything. Oh, and if you want to contact us about anything, come say hi. It's unexplainableuk at mail.com. Awesome. Well, thank you very much for listening. Uh, we really hope you enjoyed this. And please go back and listen to all the other stuff. Cause yeah, it's and just if you want to listen to the other stories that Beef was going to retell, that was episode uh, The Man from Maputo, Near Death Experiences, and Demonic Possession. <laughs> Yeah. Or listen to any of the other ones that don't have stories that he's going to retell again. Yeah. All right. Let's move on. Well, until next time, have I ever told you about the man from Maputo? Oh. oh. On episode one. <laughs> was a year ago. That was a round of applause. <laughs> Great episode. Really good. Cool. Before Shopify, were you wondering, where my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com listen. Shopify.com listen.